and then you avoid and you detach and you numb out. And that avoidance is then your coping mechanism for your anxiousness. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer, and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously, periods just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8, and a generator. I know it's a lot. I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast. If you are watching me on YouTube, then welcome, welcome. And if you're watching me, I'm going to put my microphone right here. Will that work? Probably not. And if you're watching me, if you're listening to me on my podcast, then also welcome. So I want to give you guys a quick little life update first, because Sarah had a very good idea that at the beginning of my episodes, I should do like a little mini life update because people are fucking nosy and curious, I should say. Um, and then I'm going to talk, tell you guys what we're going to talk about in the podcast. And then I'm going to wrap up with the chicken nuggets. So that's how we're going to do it. Or what would Monica do? That's how we're going to do it from now on. So a little update. I've just come back from the park and I've made two more friends. And I just want to say, guys, I know I did an episode recently on how to make friends. And um, I was obviously saying, you know, it is easier like skiing and you're on a chairlift. So you're kind of like in that environment where talking is encouraged. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say that you can be jelly. Can you not bite my fucking silk pants? Hey, do not bite my silk pants. Um, you can be in New York city and make friends randomly. I was at a guy's party on the weekend and I met him on the corner of a fucking street. I was out with another guy the other night. I met him because I was walking past a cafe and he was with his friend and we all started talking and then he asked for my number. And so then we caught up. No, actually then with him, I then ran into him four days later and we ended up having a coffee right then and there and like talking about trauma for like an hour and a half. And it was like, okay, here's all my trauma. Not nice to meet you. Not mine. He was, he was telling me. Um, and then I met, what's your problem? He wants me to play. And then I've been at the park today and met two more women who were now friends. And it's just like, it's so easy to meet people. A dog helps, I will say. It's easy to meet people when your energy is open to meeting those people and when your personality, and this can be something that you learn, is when your personality and your persona, I should actually say, is very friendly because then people will want to stop and talk to you and you will have that energy about you where it's like, yeah, I would like to make friends and that kind of stuff. Anyway, so that's my little life update um, on the friend zone situation. I'm in a hotel right now recording this. You can see my ring of light right there, but you can see a bit of New York city in the background, which is also really nice. Um, and I have found my apartment. Um, so that has been organized at the moment. I have to live in a hotel for a while, which is not ideal with a dog, but we are getting used to it. Um, I am hopefully hiring this woman tomorrow that I'm meeting for an interview, kind of like meet and greet situation for the personal assistant job. That's like, in person in New York. Um, Sarah is still with me. Do not worry. She's my senior executive assistant. I need a personal assistant that kind of does more like life admin things like running errands, taking jelly for walks, dry cleaning, groceries, organizing like dinners for me, that kind of stuff, helping with entertaining. Cause as soon as I get my um, apartment, it's going to be entertaining fucking station. 
um i'm bloody sag um and yeah so hopefully that goes well tomorrow jelly's been a shit lately but we are making it work and i'm really enjoying being in new york and meeting so many people and being out and about all the time and being so social and drinking a lot of alcohol (laughs) i'm not getting drunk you have to i feel like new york you can't get drunk because otherwise you're fucked for the next two weeks and you just it's just horrendous so you have to just like be very careful when you're out drinking because you drink like five nights out of a week um which obviously you don't have to but i'm enjoying myself whilst i'm new here and all that kind of jazz anyway so in today's episode guys oh another update if you haven't gotten your tulum immersion ticket which i don't actually think i talked about tulum in an episode um, i should do a whole episode on that the link's below, and there's actually a whole video about Tulum, like 15 minutes long, so I would just watch that. Um, if you haven't gotten that, I would get that, because this is the only immersion that I'm ever going to do um, that's this small. It's all the trauma healing and everything, and it's only because of COVID that I'm doing it, because um, you can't do big events yet, and I think you can do bigger events, but everyone has to wear a mask, and I'm like, well, that's obviously not fucking happening. Um, so this is your chance. Like this is your chance. And if you have talked to any women that have been to my event before, or you've read any testimonials and that kind of stuff, or you saw the response that I got from when I did my New York one in 2019, every single person, just like the results are fucking insane with these three days. And you're going to be in an even smaller container with me. So you can expect the results to be even next, more next level. Um, so if you're sitting on the fence about Tulum, get off the fence because I can guarantee you, I literally can guarantee you that after day one, you'll be like day one, just itself was worth the whole fucking investment for the three and a half days. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Queen Alchemy is over half full. So if you haven't already joined Queen Alchemy, you absolutely should. Otherwise you have to wait till like September. So make sure that you are joining Queen Alchemy to do all of your work. So you are done and dusted because why fucking put off this shit, get your shit done now so that you can live your best life come summer. And yeah, let's get into it. So today we are talking about attachment styles, attachment styles, attachment styles, attachment styles. I have been meaning to record this podcast episode, like I have for a fucking a lot, for a very long time. And I just keep forgetting, keep putting it off, like la la la. And then it was only because I was actually doing a attachment style um, module for my certification ladies, my certification students that I was like, I should really record an episode on this. And then I put a question box on my Instagram and it was like, whoa, okay. A lot of you guys really need help with this. So if you don't know what an attachment style is, an attachment style is basically the way that you relate to a person in a relationship, right? Are you anxiously relating? Are you um, avoidant in your relations or are you secure in your relations? I'm just going to go through those three basic ones. Jelly, can you shut the fuck up? Uh, I'm going to go through those three basic ones. So these attachment styles have been created based on your childhood and how you were or were not given love and how emotionally available your your parents, your family, your caregivers were. So if you were feeling tender and emotional and your parents were avoidant or they made you feel like it's bad to be emotional or they abandoned you, then you may more likely to be avoidant, but you can also be anxious. So basically, however you interpreted a situation and then however you learned as a coping mechanism, that becomes your attachment style. And it can also change depending on things. That was a lot of you guys. A lot of you guys asked that question of like, can my attachment style change? Yes, your attachment style can change and it can change just in the different seasons of your life. Okay. So that's a quick little like intro into what an attachment style is. Um, now as a generalization, um, 
there are a lot of women that are anxiously attached and a lot of men that are avoidantly attached because of the way society expects you as a man to hide your emotions and you as a woman, you should be more emotive. So blah, blah. Now, I also just want to say, not even in society perspective, women crave intimacy more than men crave intimacy. As you guys know from listening to my episodes, and if you haven't, go back and listen to them. Um, your number one need as a woman is love and connection and your number one need as a man is passion and purpose. So as a woman, naturally, when you're really embodied in your feminine and you feel safe to be in your feminine, you naturally are going to want more intimacy and you're going to have a desire for like more and like this never ending want for intimacy, right? That is the feminine, right? Just wants more and more and more connection and love and touch and desire and all that kind of stuff. Men wants more and more space. Their way of showing love is like space. And our way of showing love is like intimacy. They process via space. We process via talking and by being intimate. Men, for a lot of men in society, it's like, don't show emotions, don't be emotional, don't be sensitive. So a lot of them learn as their coping mechanism to be avoidant. So they will be more avoidant. But women can also be avoidant because I used to be avoidant. Then there's obviously secure, which is where you feel safe in your relationships and you feel safe communicating in your relationships, okay? So I'm going to kind of answer these questions as my episode. Um, Yeah, and in terms of like how you heal this, I'm actually going to do a, um, like a workshop thing of quote unquote, how to heal your attachment style. If you're anxious or avoided for you, if you're in the bundle, so get in the bundle, if you're not already in there, I'll do that soon. Um, I'll like advertise it on my Instagram, but if you're not already in the bundle, get in the bundle. Cause I will do it soon. And then you'll get access to it. Um, that's going to be in the link below. And then, um, what was I going to say? Uh, but also Queen Alchemy is that deeper level of healing because you get that one-on-one and all the trauma work, which is like the really important stuff. And you get that seven week period with moi, with moi. You're going to find it a lot easier for you to communicate, for you to open up, to be warm, to be nurturing. You're just going to find it easier to be honest and um, move through the process of a relationship, okay? If you're avoidant, you're always wanting um, more independence. You're worried about your independence being lost. You're worried about the person relying on you. You um, stress about rom- you're, you don't stress about your romantic life, but you do worry about um, losing your life to your partner. You'll often have an inability to open up. You'll struggle to open up to people. You'll struggle with intimacy. You'll struggle to be vulnerable. You find it easier to shut down and avoid your emotions and like numb out a little bit rather than open up and actually feel what you're feeling. Um, when you're stressed, you don't want people to talk to you. You'll ignore people. You'll avoid people that are trying to look after you. You'll find people very often like too needy when they're actually not being too needy. You're just being fucking avoidant. Um, You don't stress about being rejected and like you are numb to a lot of pain in your life. So you're, you don't care whether you're in a relationship, you don't care whether you're single because you're just like, whatever, you just don't care, quote unquote. Deep down, I want to say with avoidance, they fucking do care. Avoidance are often the ones that hurt the most and are the most sensitive, I found, um, but they won't admit it to themselves or other people. 
Avoidance very often, this is actually, no, not very often. Your avoidant is your coping mechanism, right? It's your coping mechanism to the pain that you're feeling or that you don't want to feel, right? Because you love someone so much or because you have feelings that are really deep for someone. So by being avoidant, you actually feel safer, but it's an illusion because you also don't feel safe at the same time because your heart is telling you one thing, but you're like shutting it down. When you shut down your emotions, it's because there is so much pain that you would rather not feel at all. It's easier to not feel than to feel those things. It's easier to not love than to love because you're actually petrified of being hurt. So in my experience, the avoidance are actually the ones that are the most sensitive deep down and they won't admit it. Whereas the um, attach the um, anxious attachments, they're still really sensitive, of course, but because they have an ability to express it, they don't, their heart doesn't like um, get hurt. I don't want to say their heart doesn't get hurt as easily, but it's like they aren't as sensitive to things almost because they will express it so they can move through things a lot faster and more easily. They don't bottle up as much pain. I guess that's how I'm wording it. They don't bottle up as much pain because they will actually express their pain. And it's like never enough for them. Their relationship can often cause them so much turmoil in their head because they're like micro, they're like micro analyzing everything. If one tiny thing seems off to them, they'll blow it out of proportion. They worry about their partner not loving them forever. They worry about being rejected a lot. Um, They fear about, they fear being rejected. All the, any, ups and downs in the relationship will absolutely consume you. I also want to say though, you guys know major ups and downs all the time is often a trauma bond. Um, you take your partner's words, patterns, communication, or lack of way too fucking personally. And you'll often take things out of context and you just overanalyze, right? And you're constantly wanting to hear from them. And if you don't hear from them for a day, oh my God, he's met someone else. She doesn't love me anymore, whatever it is, when that's not necessarily the fucking case. And generally it's not the case. Um, it's just that like, they're like, I just wanted a day to me or whatever, which is totally fine. Um, so that is the, uh, uh, that's the anxious attachment style. And then you have got a anxious avoidant. Okay. Then you've got anxious avoidant. So anxious avoidant is when you are anxious and then you become avoidant as your coping mechanism. So he doesn't text you for a day. You're freaking out. You're like getting anxious about it. You're overthinking it. It's consuming you. It's draining your energy. You're upset about it, blah, blah. blah. And then you're like, fuck this. I'm out. And then you avoid and you detach and you numb out. And that avoidance is then your coping mechanism for your anxiousness. A lot of the time, people that are avoidant are actually fucking anxious and they're anxious avoidance, right? They feel anxious about something for one second or it could be a day. And then they're like, fuck this, I'm out. So that used to happen to me, right? So I went through my, my phase was avoidant as fuck. And then I went anxious avoidant and now I'm secure. I went anxious avoidant in COVID. I went anxious avoidant because I was so homesick. I talked to you guys this about on some of my episodes about dating. I was so homesick that I was anxious towards the guys that I was dating because I wanted them to fill that void. And I did this episode in Tulum about like, you should not be dating in lockdown, um, like full stop. And so many of you replied being like, you are so right. I'm not my best self in lockdown. I'm not my best self right now, especially if you're in the UK or Europe and you're still in this shitty lockdown. Um, you're not your best self. So majority of the case in majority of the cases, you shouldn't be dating right now. 
funny way. So I was then anxious and then I would avoid. So I'd be anxious about something with the guy that I was dating and then I'd be like, fuck this, I'm out and I would avoid the situation. COVID, I'd be anxious about something and then if it wasn't going my, if it wasn't going my way, I would then be like, fuck this, I'm out and then I'd go avoidant and I would start to avoid. Now I'm secure, okay? I feel like I need to do another episode on dating as well, um, especially with like the whole conscious dating crap like crap, not crap kind of situation. Um, so you guys can look out for that. Okay. Um, because I've done a lot of dating and I'm only 24, but have gotten around a little bit. I am a bloody Sarge. So, you know, um, anyway, so they are your different attachment styles. All right. I want to go through your questions now to continue on this, but I want to quickly give you guys a little understanding of what the different ones were. Okay. So first question, how to open up to love within an avoidant attachment style. So great question. You need to heal the trauma that's causing you to be avoidant. Full stop. That's your answer. How to open up to love with an avoidant attachment style. Heal the shit that's caused you to be avoidant so that you feel safe to receive love and you feel safe to be open and vulnerable and intimate. Get your ass in Queen Alchemy or come to the Tulum version. Tulum version will accelerate it. Queen Alchemy is amazing, obviously, because it's um, online. It's over seven weeks. Um, if you are an avoidant, if you are an anxious attachment style and you're like, how do I not be so anxious towards love? Same thing. Tulum, Queen Alchemy. Uh, next one, attachment and child trauma in relationship with a man. So yeah, as I've kind of said, basically, oh, Jelly, don't rip mommy's fucking ankle weights. <sighs> this dog sometimes, he's, he hates being, no, Jelly, no, cabin fever. Can you fucking play with this? Come, Jelly. Look. He's like, no, I don't want that. Whatever. Um, so uh, your trauma, remember, and your, the way that you, quote unquote, dealt with your trauma when you were younger, that is what determines your attachment style, okay, um, with a man. And also it can be with friends. But I'm going to talk, this is more like romantic relationships that we're talking about. However, I want to also say, I should say, your attachment styles, jelly, no. Your attachment styles um, can are also um, able to show up in your friendships. Um, okay. I feel like people always assume women are anxious advice for avoidant women. Yeah. So the advice for the avoidant woman is that you need to start to tune into your heart more on a daily basis and just feel safe in your friendships, in your family, feel safe, receiving love, feel safe, giving love, and really remind yourself that the only way that you're going to lose yourself in a relationship is if, and if, that, if that's one of your fears is if you do that, and the only way that you're going to get um, heartbroken, well, heart, the way that you need to, ow, Jelly, the way that you want to look at heartbreak, I always think, is you've loved. Like, that's beautiful. And when you can, when you can be grateful, this, what really helped me is I would rather love and lose than never love at all. So I would rather be in an amazing relationship for three months or whatever and love deeply and have amazing experiences than not have had those three months. So when I, when I really acknowledge that, it made it a lot easier for me to open up faster um, and to enjoy even shorter periods of time together. Okay. Um, all right. Next question. 
Uh, I f- okay. Tips when you're dating someone and you're avoidant, but they're anxious, but you're aware. Okay. So an anxious attachment style, they want security. So if you're avoidant and they're anxious, you could just ask them like, Hey, what can I do each day that would allow you to feel secure? And it literally could just be like, all you need to do is a morning message being like, Hey, thinking of you. And remember also, it's not your responsibility to always make someone full, full, feel full security. It's also their responsibility to heal their attachment style because if they're constantly got a fucking fingernails into you, that's like, that's going to feel gross after a while or probably repel you. So it's also their responsibility to self-soothe themselves and you can support them of course, by, and this is just good for your avoidant touch style as well. You can support them also by sending them a message in the morning or whatever to let them know that you're thinking of them. Um, okay. Dealing with insecure, dealing with jealousy and insecurity, not sure what I'm feeling. Generally, when you've got jealousy or, I don't, this isn't related to this. Generally, if you've got jealousy or insecurity, I guess that's, a, that's more of an, an anxious attachment style, um, generally speaking, and, and you need to uh, work on your self confidence and your self worth. And, actually being like, well, yeah, like he can talk to other women or she can talk to other women. He can date other women if we're, if we're not in an exclusive relationship or he's allowed to look at other women. And if you're really secure within yourself, you don't give a fuck because you're like, there's only one of me. If he doesn't want to be with me, like that's cool. Cause I don't want to be with him. And that comes from Queen Alchemy and the Tulum immersion. Okay. Uh, like that deeper work. Uh, next thing, how do you shift from anxious to secure? Yeah. So anxious attachment styles, you need to learn patience. This is, I need to learn patience. You need to learn patience, but also you need to be able to heal your own inner masculine so that you can sit in that gap of not knowing when you can feel safe in the unknown, you will change your life. When you can feel safe in the unknown, you want to feel safe in the gap. You want to be able to feel, you want to, you need to self-soothe and actually feel, look at this fucking dog. You need to, it's trying to get the fucking ankle weight. You need to be able to learn to self-soothe and have a good relationship with your inner masculine so that you can really embrace stillness during that time and come back to your own body. So many people, what happens with their anxious attachment styles is they give their power away to the person that they're dating instead of being like, I have the power, right? You're leaking. You both have the power. You're leaking your energy and that's why you feel drained and you give the, you give, you, that you give that you give your power away to them, which you don't want to be doing. You want to keep your energy in your own body. Um, how easy is it to change attachment styles? Is it better to change in a relationship? Uh, often this work will be triggered when you're dating someone. Yes, because that's what triggers it. Um, when we're talking about a romantic thing, but you can also have, um, anxious attachment styles or avoidant in your friendships too. So you could heal that in friendships. Um, but yes, obviously this will generally be happening more so in your romantic relationships. So by being, but even just by dating, you don't need to be in a relationship. You could just be dating that can help, um, that can help heal your attachment styles, your attachment style. Um, it depends how bad your attachment style is, uh, when it comes to like, how easily can you heal it? Um, it depends how self-aware you are. It depends how much trauma work that you've done, but the more the the work that you do within yourself so that you don't have like negative self-talk, the easier it becomes. So for example, like I don't have any negative self-talk, so I'm not nothing, there's no messages in my brain of like, what if he's found someone else? What if he doesn't like me? What if he doesn't think I'm sexy? What if I said the wrong thing? Because I'm like so secure within myself that I'm like, like, 
well, if that's the case, like whatever, because I'm so secure within myself and I'm not giving my power away to somebody else. So the more secure you are within yourself, the easier it becomes to change your attachment style. Um, how to cope as an anxious avoidant. Okay. Does it stem from childhood trauma? It does stem from childhood trauma and an anxious avoidant. I, I would say the most amazing thing for an anxious avoidant to be doing is actually to honor their, um, anxiousness because what will often happen is they they kind of see their avoidance more um and they forget their anxiousness they, they highlight their avoidance and they're like oh i'm just avoidant like i don't you know what? i don't even care it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but actually you do care and so it's really honoring your truth is what that would be um and i don't want you to think of it like how do i cope but rather i want you to think of like how can i heal and how you can heal is by tuning into your feminine heart and honoring your feminine heart. The most common thing I see within women is they don't honor their emotions. And anyone, men and women, they don't honor their emotions. They don't honor how they're feeling and they don't speak up about it. They don't share it with themselves. You're actually, this is what it is. So many people are emotionally unavailable towards themselves. They don't listen to their own emotions. They don't tend to their own needs. They don't tend to their own emotions. If you're emotionally unavailable for yourself, then of course you're going to have a fucking avoidant or anxious attachment style, right? Because you're not even listening to your own emotions. So to heal as an anxious avoidant, it would be become emotionally available, become friends with your emotions and your feelings. Are you feeling anger? Express it. Are you feeling rage? Express it. Are you feeling sadness, grief? Express it instead of suppress it. I kind of like that. Express it instead of suppress it. Chicken nugget. Um, next question. How to start shifting into having healthy attachment as a default? Love this topic, by the way. I would say one of my most favorite ways to change my, my dog is a fucking spastic. I've taken him to the park for like two hours and he won't stop. Stop it. Um, I would say one of the most amazing ways to change into a healthy attachment style is really, really feeling safe to sit in stillness and in the nothingness and in the space and all that kind of stuff. For any of my clients, it's about expanding your nervous system. So doing the nervous system expansion exercise is what I'm talking about. For anyone that isn't my client, it's... It's the simpler version of that. And if you get into Queen Alchemy or Tulum, you'll know what the nervous system expansion is. Um, or Baba or any of, my, um, any of my programs where like I'm leading them and it's not self-paced. But um, basically it's about you actually feeling safe in your body with the unknown, right? A lot of people, they fear the unknown. They have anxiety around the unknown. Instead of becoming friends with the unknown, instead of actually enjoying that dating process and enjoying the unknown, like playing in the unknown, um, playing in the gap, right? It, that's If you can actually have fun with that, then you'll have fun with it and you won't see it as a bad thing. You'll see it as like, oh, I get to have this challenge. It's an experiment. I get to challenge myself. See it as a challenge. It's quite helpful for your mind. Um, okay. How can an anxious and avoidant partner communicate to become secure? So, um, yeah. So how it needs to be done is the anxious needs to not overstimulate the avoidance nervous system and the avoidant needs to provide security for the anxious attachment style. So the anxious attachment style needs to fucking learn to not be in their inbox every 10 seconds and needs to feel safe in space for a day. If you can't feel safe in space, that's what you need to work on. Um, and even like a how, like how, how would it work for you guys to communicate that? Can he just be like, babe, I just need like one day to myself. You haven't done anything bad. I'm going to text you tomorrow. Like, please, I just need a me day. I'm feeling overwhelmed by work. You haven't done anything wrong. It's just like, I just need 
a, a day to come back into my own space. And then the anxious person needs to fucking like learn to f- actually feel safe in that and be okay with that and not internalize it. And then the avoidant person, that person needs to learn, needs to ask like, what can I do? Like as some little things that will help you know that like, I care about you a lot. And that could be like a good morning message or like send me like funny memes. Um, it doesn't need, it should never be, it should never, in my opinion, B, I need a breakfast, lunch, and dinner text message, right? Like if you can't be okay with independence, then you're relying on the other person too much. You're dependent on the other person for like your happiness. I think it's very healthy in the beginning of a relationship and in that dating period to actually have a foundation of not talking every day because that allows the, the two people to still have their own lives and not become dependent on the other person for their source of happiness, right? I think it's very healthy when you don't hear from someone for two days and this can be triggering, right? And it doesn't mean that it's easy, but I think it can be very healthy when you don't hear from someone for a couple of days because in the, in that time, you come back to yourself, right? Because if you're hearing from them every day, you can subconsciously be giving away your power to them, be giving away your energy and kind of lose yourself a little bit. But if there's this space in between, you're coming back to yourself. Because you know how there's like, when you go on a date with someone that you're dating, the next next like two or one or two days you're in like this like oxytocin well when you're like ooh right like it's an oxytocin like hangover but a good hangover and then if you never get space between coming off that high and then seeing them again you're constantly like waiting for them to give you that hit versus if you have a little bit of space in between you learn to keep giving yourself that hit you don't become reliant on the other person which is really really important um okay next question um, how to communicate with an avoidant dismissive partner. Um, I'm starting to feel defeated. So I would ask him, how can I communicate in a way that will land for you or that you'll understand or, and, or when you're communicating to him, actually, all of you should be in be love and not a mother, by the way, we're going to open it in November and that should be on a fucking calendar list. You should have a bank account called Monica bank account and you should be putting money in there. (laughs) Do you know how many of you guys actually have a fucking bank account for me? I love it. I'm like, I fucking love you. I respect, like, it's just beautiful. Um, and I just, I'm so happy for you. Like you're putting yourself first and like, I'm fucking doing this. So be love and not a mother. It's going to open in November and I'm actually going to do like a couple more live calls. Um, so definitely want to be there to ask more questions. Um, if you, you should actually be communicating with your partner in a way of like, um, like when you say something to him, like you're communicating, like, Hey babe, you like, when you did X, it kind of upset me. And then he's like, like, and he dismisses you. What you could then say is like, Hey babe, I think there was a miscommunication. What did you just hear? Cause I didn't mean for you to get upset by it. Or I didn't mean for you to get like huffy. Cause he could be like, you just told me that I'm being a bad husband. And you'd be like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I was just, what I was saying was I would have rathered for you to do this. A lot of times it's actually a big miscommunication. I was talking about this, I think, in Be Loving, was I talking about it in Be Loving on a Mother? It's happened to me before where like, I've said something, or he said something, and I like completely, it wasn't even, it was about like a restaurant or something. No, no, no. Oh my God, it was on a ski trip in Switzerland. And he wanted to go change his skis or something. And I was like, 
okay, I'll come with you and I'll change mine. And he didn't really understand what I meant, but he was like, okay, whatever. And, and we both walked back, which is like kind of a long walk to the hotel. And I thought that he was going to the ski shop to try a new pair of skis. So I was like, Ooh, I'll go try a new pair of skis. But he wasn't, he was just going to like where our skis are stored in the hotel to swap his skis over or something. And so then he went and did that. And I was standing right there and I was like, oh, wait, is this all you had to do? He's like, yeah, I was. And I was like, oh, I thought you were doing this. And he literally was like, isn't it crazy how like there's just something so simple like that. And it can be so miscommunicated because like I'm a guy, you're a woman and you just interpret it wrong. And it can even happen. Not even that that situation could happen between two women, two men. And it just goes to show like there is so often a miscommunication or I'm hearing something differently in the, than, than the way that he's hearing it and that kind of stuff. Um, so, so what I was going to say, so, um, yeah, I would be really, I would, I would really focus on clarity in your communication. If you are a woman and you are communicating fluffy, 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 fluffy with this fucking like thesis that you're giving to him, I can guarantee you it's going to be misinterpreted and he's going to be zoning out after, after 30 seconds. So really make sure that you give your fluff to your girlfriends and that you have clarity towards your boyfriend. Okay. Um, can your style change moment to moment? So yes, your style can change. I would say more in the seasons that you're in, in your life. So for example, um, for example, like when I was in COVID, I went a bit anxious avoidant. Now I'm secure again. Um, and that can, that can change depending on what's happening in your life. It can change on, um, whether you're trying to protect yourself. Is it after a breakup? And so now you're getting avoidant. Have you recently had some trauma in your relationship where now you're like, you can't trust their word. And so you're anxiously attached. Um, it can change definitely moment to moment. Are you really busy with work? So you're just like, fuck this, I don't have time. So you're a bit more avoidant. Are you really bored at home? So you're actually showing some more anxious tendencies. What are your hormones doing? Like all of those things can definitely affect um, your style. So being really self-aware of this is is really helpful. Um, Okay. How do attachment styles show up in relation to business, to business, and business energies. Oh, that's an interesting question. I'll really quickly touch on this. The how attachment styles would show up in other areas of your life is like when something's going wrong, you avoid, right? As an avoidant. Or when something's going wrong, you get super anxious about it. And then a secure would be like, oh, I can problem solve this. And they wouldn't add any meaning to it. Another example could be that when there is an issue with your employees, you get super avoidant or you get super anxious about it. Um, another example would be with your like ideal clients. Let's say, for example, you're doing a sales call and you haven't heard from the person that because they're like, oh, I'll let you know in a few days and you become anxious. There's an anxious attachment style and you start to like stress about it, overthink it. Are they not going to want me? Was I was 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 there something wrong with me? Am I not a good enough coach? Should I charge too much? Whatever. And then an avoidant would be like, It'd probably be a lot more anxious avoidant, to be honest. And as the coping mechanism of your anxiety, you'd be like, fuck this. I don't even care. I don't even care about my job, whatever. And you'd be avoidant. Um, okay. Can you be a mix of two or more attachment styles? Yeah, okay, that's what I said. Uh, with avoidant, how do you know if you are walking away because not right or avoiding? Oh, that's a great question. Completely different energy. If you're, if you've dated someone and you're like, you know what, like great person or shit person, but you're just like, it's just not for me. There's a very different energy that's coming from your heart of like, this person is not my person. Right. So you would walk away being like, this person is not my person. 
avoidance, they walk away because it's like, it's too much. They're so scared of rejection. They're so scared of losing this person. They're so scared of falling in love, right? This person is quote unquote too needy, which they're often not, but if they're anxious, they actually might be needy. Um, this person is, um, whatever, like it's, they're labeling the person and making it like this person's fault versus if you're walking away because it's not right, it's about you. It's like, I'm walking away because it's not right for me. Does that make sense? Uh, and that could also be, this isn't the right time in my life, but that's going to come from more your heart space. The, um, when you're walking away because of your attachment style, that's coming from more of like a fight or flight or numbing out space. It's coming from a trauma response. So it's a very different energy. Jelly, oh my God, he's taken my fucking headphone. This dog is a spastic. He's not happy because he's had a bit of cabin fever. He's just like bored and everything like that. And he's going to go get it again. No. Oh my God, he's been so cheeky lately. Someone help me. Um, okay. Next question. Um, okay. Um how to recognize secure attachment. So that's, that's what I was saying at the beginning of what a secure attachment, like the personality kind of, not personality, the traits of a secure attachment are. So you can scroll back to the beginning. Okay. Last question. Is it bad to have, a lot of you guys ask questions and I blended them because they're like the same. Is it bad to have an anxious attachment style or are there benefits from each style? So there is no benefits from an anxious attachment style in my opinion because I mean the benefits would be that you are you find it e- okay the benefits if we were to be clear the benefits would be that you are open to intimacy you find it easy to be in a relationship you find it easier to talk about things blah 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 but these downside is that you are like constantly anxious overthinking so like I do not think that it is good to be an anxious attachment style and it is not good to be an avoidant it's good to be a secure attachment style if that makes sense. Um, so nothing, nothing that you are embodying is bad per se. Like, I don't want to say it's bad that you have an anxious attachment style, but is it optimal? No, everybody wants to be in a secure attachment style because nobody wants to be in their fucking head and anxious and stress and all these ups and downs all the time when they're in a relationship or in a new relationship. Do you know what I mean? So like we all want to be in and you're in a secure, in a secure relationship and everybody wants to have a secure attachment style so they don't feel consumed by the dating process. So that makes sense. So I hope this guy's gave you some chicken nuggets, some insight, all that jazz into attachment styles, avoidant attachment styles, anxious avoidant and anxious attachment styles. Please keep a lookout for the workshop that I'm going to do. Just join the bundle if you haven't already, because already so many other good things in there. Um, and I'm going to do, yeah, I'm going to do this workshop. I'm also going to do another like spell little workshop once I move into my new place. So it's not going to hurt to join now. And that, that way you definitely won't miss out on the workshop when it happens for the attachment style. So I'm going to help you guys actually like I'm going to give you guys a pile of like hows, right? Of like how to fix your attachment style. Um, but it's, I will say it's going to be more tool-based, right? Because there's no trauma healing because it's just ethically I can't do it in, um, in a bundle like that. But if you do want the trauma healing, that's where Queen Alchemy or my immersion, that's where they're the best things to be attending. Whether it's the Tulum immersion, whether that's already done and now you're looking at my next event, when that's ever the fuck that's going to happen. Thank you, COVID. Um, then that's, that's, they're the best places for you to do the deeper healing stuff. So you're no longer avoidant or you're no longer anxiously attached. 
Um, I hope this is really helpful for you guys. I really do. And the chicken nuggets to end off our session is that I want you guys to practice being in that space of nothingness because when you can feel fine in that space of nothingness and it's not triggering that will transform your fucking life and that's about having a healthy relationship with your own masculine and the masculine outside of you um it doesn't need to be your partner it's masculine it could be your dad it could be your brother it could be male friends just men in society in general um having a good relationship with with the masculine will help you have an even better relationship with your own feminine because your feminine won't be like chaotic all the fucking time because your inner masculine is going to be able to feel like it can ground and provide stability so that you're not in this like constant anxious attachment style and that kind of stuff and I will say as a reminder it women do want intimacy we do want a lot of intimacy and it doesn't mean that it needs to come across in this anxious attachment style it can come across secure grounded from a loving space all that jazz. Okay. I'm probably going to do a part two in this episode. So look out for that. I'm probably going to, I think I'm going to put something on Instagram and get more like questions from you guys. Um, you can like expand on the questions and the things I've gone over in this and I can expand on it in the next episode. So keep a lookout for that. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. If you're on the podcast, subscribe, please leave a review. You guys know, as I've said before, when you leave a review, it is your value exchange for me doing a podcast for you guys at 9, 18 PM at night. Um, so I really appreciate your reviews and I really appreciate when you share the episode on your Instagram, because that's also a value exchange for me and my team putting all of this together for you. It does take time, a lot of time, and it does take a lot of money and a lot of energy. And so, um, please don't think it goes unnoticed when you leave a review and, um, it takes two minutes out of your time. You spent an hour listening to this. I'm sure you can spend two minutes leaving me a written review if you haven't already, because I would really appreciate that or share it on your Instagram. Okay. Or both. That'd be even better. Both. Enjoy Queen Alchemy and come to the Tulum Immersion. They're your fucking problem solvers. Have a lovely, lovely rest of your day, rest of your evening. Send me a DM if this if this helped you on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. And I will see you in the next episode.